Low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania alongside for the ride is JC. We have had a revolution. We are on our way to Fastlane. I don't know where we are in the road to WrestleMania. Apparently next week there's tickets. But anyway, what's up, JC? I had to. I can't help it. An explosion <laughs> of catastrophe. Yeah, in the words hey, look, of uh, uh, revolution. Saliva. Um, revolution had a couple nice things for the most part. I wasn't really, I didn't think it was that great of a show, but I, I will say uh, the end of the, I thought the last hour was a lot of fun, except for the very ending. I mean, everyone, I think, seen it by now. It was a dud. So I think, uh, Nestlemania, why don't we just give our quick hits on Revolution? And uh, I think we start right there with the main event, uh, because Omega Moxley, I think it did, for the most part, live up to what I was expecting with the violence. I was uncomfortable watching Moxley peel himself off barbed wire and all the blood and the little little explosions during the match. But yeah, obviously at the end, it was a lot of disappointing when, uh, you know, the explosives didn't go off like they were allegedly supposed to. And they left us with sparklers and Eddie Kingston sold the hell out of it. That poor guy. Oh, like you said, I think in the Jabberknocker thread, he was just doing his job. So yeah, he gets what he gets. But I don't blame Kingston at all. Neither do I. Um, and I, I want to give a shout out to our boy, Dami Feds, uh, who does an amazing job. He might be called Dami Impact for at this point because he just does everything. <laughs> uh, but he is he's doing such a great job over there on Jabberknocker.com. And make sure and follow him on, uh, you know, give him a free follow on uh, Twitter because he's amazing. And Instagram. Great guy. Um, but uh, he, he made a point to say, like, you know, basically, you know, the storyline between Eddie Kingston and Moxley was what everybody was missing. They're, you know, they're harping on the whole sparkler thing, which, again, it is what it is. Um, yes. And unfortunately, whether you, whether it's wrestling, whether it's life, or whether you're in a relationship with somebody, you got to finish, and you got to finish right. Otherwise, it doesn't go well. So hey, you know, we've all thought we were going to have this big explosion before in our lives in one way or another, and sometimes it just doesn't happen, and it comes off as a dud. Yes, none of us are demolition experts in uh, any aspect of life, so it's going to happen. It sucks. Uh, you can spin it if you want. You can bash it if you want. Is what it is. It didn't work. But again, I, I, I for me. It's one of those things that I agree with what Dom said because his point was like it really sucks because they're building such a cool arc here with Kingston and Moxley because obviously they had the breakup and this is Kingston. The whole point was this is him jumping on the grenade and protecting his friend and taking the damage himself because he still loves him even what they went through. Obviously the feud like or the the get back together like once Mox is back whatever he is after the kid I would assume is probably they should just go forward with it. But there's always going to be the stuff in the background to be like, oh, man, that explosion was blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Here's the thing. I think I said it uh, to our boy Dom in the thread because people were crying on the internet. I'm like, look, it. the minute Eddie Kingston opens his mouth and starts spitting that fire that everyone loves, you're probably going to, for the most part, forget about it. So this is what it is. But, yeah, I thought that match was fun. But for me, WrestleMania, and this, this is coming from me, so you know it actually was. 
the best thing of the night, and it wasn't even close, was the fucking street fight with uh, Stan and Darby versus uh, the Taz boys. I thought this was this this match like this. The setting was it already had me because the like our boy Joe Stopper said the lighting in this is some of the best lighting I've ever seen in wrestling. Like this, this it was so well done. I thought everything was done. I'm glad it was pre-taped and off location. Blah blah blah. I don't care. This is when Sting came back. I said this is the only way you'll make me not hate it because if you send him out there in a ring and have him wrestle, that's a bad move. Because that man's like 90 years old in the shows. But he was probably the weakest part of this match. But it didn't matter because the rest of it was so good. Brian Cage made me a fan of his in this match. I thought he was absolutely incredible. Him and Darby Allen were fucking magical together. Yeah, the the, the uh, just the the visual of the the, the holding mm. him up for the suplex and going down the stairs was just like for oh, me. Oh, that was incredible! I mean, that's a beast thing to do, regardless of how yeah. small he might be. I mean, I, I think we might be in the same uh, weight category, him and I. But seriously, like just just the the steadiness of it all was just like wow. Like you know, obviously suplex people help each other. You know, the posting on whatever, but. Man, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great, and I thought that they did a great job just trying to find a way to make everything make sense. And again, we're not uh, we're not sitting here talking about Sting being a, you know a full on idiot. We're talking about it being in the best case scenario of Sting being what he was. Now the long sleeve shirt thing, I can take a pass through, but it, you know <laughs> eventually you get to a point where you get to say, okay, who's t shirt Santana? Like I mean that's exactly what it is. Like wrestlers that wear t shirts. In a certain age group, they wear them for a certain reason. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, and honestly, it's probably good that he didn't. In this yeah. type of match, I think you can sell it. It's the street fight. As we saw, Darby sure. Allen got thrown through a glass window. That right. spot was pretty dope, too. But Sting did exactly what he had to do to make this the best part of the card. So that's why I will not shit on him for it. I thought the other guys obviously carried it as expected. But I thought this was fun. The only other note I really have from Revolution I think is worth talking about is the uh, the inflatable donut. The brass ring. The uh, Sonic was... the Sonic the Hedgehog ring is what everybody's calling it on Twitter. <laughs> it was so corny, but honestly, it was like whatever. Like this match, like there was nothing like special or spectacular about it, but it was still a ladder match. So it still captivated me and it had some fun spots in it. I'm happy for our guy, Scorpio Sky. Yeah. WrestleMania. I remember when AEW started, you were like, oh, this you guy's want great. to put this guy on the biggest rocket ship ever. Yep. So it's a great opportunity for him. He's kind of starting to show a little bit of heel tactics that, you know, it was kind of crazy. Our boy Joe Stopper covers AEW for Jabberknocker.com. Guess what, Nestlemania? He is the only one on the staff who picked Scorpio Sky to win, and that's because the devil's in the details, and they were laying it up. And after the match, I felt like such an idiot because I'm like, this makes so much sense. We all fucking outthought ourselves. Our boy Joe Stopper, best in the biz in covering AEW, so of course he caught it. So that's why you got to be reading that shit. It's true, Ben. What a great way to put over Joe Stopper and Dom this early in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and you well, know we'll what? get the TJ later say. because you know what? WrestleMania in the finish. NXT has two huge title matches this week. So I hope you read our boys' TJ article last week and this week. You know it's going to be super hot fire. But like I said, we'll get to those in the finish. Well, okay then. So I listen. I just want to add one more thing to the Scorpio Sky thing. I yep. do not want to curse him. So I will specifically say I watch. I enjoy, I will not curse. That's exactly, like it. it might be a t-shirt. I don't know. I watch, I enjoy, will not curse. And you know, all I got to say to cap it off and then we're going to go straight to the shine just so you can't cut me off is uh, the man he was feuding for <laughs> before this who elevated him to this spot was the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Spears, stud. But let's go to the shine, baby! Because he'd always be in the shine if we talked about this weekly. As is Mandy Rose, stud. Give her all the titles. She wants them. She deserves it. Charlotte told her to show me what she got. But that's just because she's always in the shine. We're going to start off with... Part of the week in WrestleMania. How fucking awesome was Bobby Lashley's new entrance? 
Oh my oh god! My god. It was, they gave him they gave him the Roman Reigns like artificial intelligence kind of looking or whatever you call it the uh, not artificial intelligence excuse me the uh, what do they call it Real, like it's a virtual reality kind of thing it just they had like the statue the whole thing and the hurt business and it, loved it loved it it looked great uh, he just looks like a champion I mean that's really what it comes it is, down to yeah. I mean even even the presentation at the beginning of Raw before they did anything else like he just walked in. And he just looked like a champion. And he sold it like a champion. He even spoke, like, usually we give a hard oh. time about him having to remind himself, like, what, what you know, call back the script. But he did a great job. And I think he realized, like, this is my moment. I am not going to screw this up. I'm going to do the best I possibly can because I want to make sure that I'm in the upper echelon. Because a lot of times we talk about this. We talk about it like, you know, the, the, the top of the upper echelon in the WWE, and you can't see this because you're not, you know, watching us. But I'm saying it goes around and around like a, a carousel which it should be going up and up and down where everybody filters goes instead of side to side. Actually got himself a seat on one of those ponies, baby. Yep. So he's like, woo, let's go. He's riding that pony, as they say in that song. Ride that pony. Anyway, uh, no, look, I enjoyed it. I thought they did a great job with The Miz. The next segment was great, too. I thought The Miz you know, did a great job recapping. Did a great job trying to say, I did my job legally in my contract. I'm fine. And then, of course, they have a match almost right after that, after commercial break, where they did everything. And I just, when I was watching it, all I could think about was one thing in particular was this was just a statement. It wasn't even like a real match to me. It was just a statement to say, Bobby's here. Bobby's ready to play. It was WrestleMania you know, style, exactly what it needed to be because they had to fast forward, not in terms of watching. They had to fast track, fast forward Bobby Lashley to get to a point where you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to have some wins underneath him. So when he eventually loses at WrestleMania, you don't feel like it's a short reign because it, it is going to be a short reign. He's retaining, baby. I think he's retaining. But here's what it is. This is this is a perfect way to put it. You know what? This Bobby Lashley, what he had to do, he had to take this book and he had to close it, but he didn't close it. He slammed that shit shut. He's done with the Miz. You saw him. He's like, McIntyre, if it's you, I'm ready for you, buddy. But looks like you got your hands full. So I'm ready to see everything Bobby Lashley. He's got me hurting for a squirting, baby. Hurt uh, business all uh, the way. Super hot fire. I had to get off. But you know what this gave me? is Because I do want to say a quick thing. <laughs> You don't even let me get it in there. I know that would derail the whole thing. I was just saying, you don't even let me get it in. You're saying hurt for a squirt, and that's so weird. It's the hurt business, so you know you gotta. Why would you want to hurt? Why would you use that? Why would you use that reference and then say hurt somebody? That's just not right. Hey, because sometimes some people like some people like it to hurt. I don't know. I'm not. By the way, by the way, by the way, for that sound effect, was that was that a Game of Thrones book that you just used? No, it's actually it's a Stephen King book. What Stephen King book? Uh, not it. Is, uh, one of the Dark Tower series that I started like three years ago, and I'm only on book four, and I haven't touched it in about eight months. But at some point, I'm gonna read it. Not like you've been in quarantine for a year, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. Video games are, you know, more my calling. I'm a book you know, shamer. What can I say? Books are for stupid hey, people, right? That's I disagree with that. I I'm just kidding. Books. If you want to get knowledge, <laughs> read books. I'm just kidding. Jesus. Yeah, I love Christ. books, but it's just it's one of those things. Is I read the best like when I'm on a true vacation in the summer. It's hard for me to just read in my apartment. Something that I've been able to do for a while. So I usually, it's summer reading. It's like old school, man. Like when school. I do my summer reading. The rest of the year I ain't reading. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm looking at the rest of this from the week. And I didn't think it was the strongest week from anyone. But I think my second favorite thing of the week was probably Daniel Bryan's Super Hot Fire promo to kick off SmackDown. I think both shows started hot as hell and then cooled down. But I thought... uh, Daniel Bryan's uh, promo once again, like it's. I'm enjoying the Daniel Bryan ride right now. I did. I did appreciate the callback to his non-ambition uh, survey that he got when he started. I thought he always brings that up, and it's so funny that he says it. Then of course they have Roman Reigns parade out with his four-minute entrance. It takes fucking forever. Thank God the Undertaker's gone, otherwise it would be double. And he does that whole thing, which again is fine. Mister Uwa himself, 
But the thing that I really enjoyed about Roman Reigns was just basically saying, like, you want to talk about ambition? You want to talk about drive? You look no further. Like, he just – he took what Daniel Bryan did and, like, ate it for breakfast It almost. He just kind of mm-hmm. just was like, here, I'm going to take your lunch money, kid, and here's why. And it was just – I know Fastlane is just a, a speed bump for Edge and, and uh, for Reigns, but they're doing a very good job making you believe that there is an actual chance that Daniel Bryan might squeak his way in there. Now, I'm, here's what I'm going to say. Here's an a- additional nestle hope for me. I don't necessarily, I'm not going to pick Roman Reigns to lose this matchup. I am going to say specifically, I think it's going to be, as we say from Kevin, uh, our, our friend, you know, Mr. Slick. He usually says, uh, Fugazi is what he says. Kevin Walsh would say that to us a lot in the newsroom. And uh, I think there's going to be something a little Gaga-ish happening here. And I think that it's going to be one of those moments where if they wanted to, they could write it in a way where... Daniel Bryan has a, a gripe and can be added to the main event of WrestleMania. I'm just saying they could write it that way. It's it's one of those things. I think it's definitely out there and making that a triple threat would be fascinating. I just, I feel like they wanted Daniel Bryan to feud with Roman Reigns. They decided to go with edge. So like, okay, but we also want Daniel Bryan to feud with edge. I think if they want to do it where it's, you know, Daniel Bryan maybe feuds with edge after he beats Reigns and they can really save it there. That's the way I look, I look at it. They can easily do the triple threat. I just feel like they don't need to, so I don't think they will. But then again, it's WWE, and Vince could uh, have something different for breakfast and uh, break a nail and be like, ah, no, I'm doing this now. So you never know. Break a nail? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. What if he just had a a scrumptious breakfast? And that was he might, he and then maybe that'll put him in a good mood. What if he like, had? Ah, what if he Baron had? Baron Corbin, WWE champion. Never going to happen. He could eat all the eggs Benedict in the world, and Baron Corbin ain't being WWE champion. Not anytime soon. Anything's possible in WrestleMania. Because you know what else is possible? Um, Nothing, because you didn't have a setup for that. No, I was actually going to go to something, but then I realized I wanted to use it in the hope, so I wasn't going to blow it. But uh, You blew it! It's fine. I always blow it. I, I, I'm, uh, uh, yeah. But uh, no, I'm, uh, we can jump back to Raw, because uh, there's one guy that I've kind of been looking at, and it's like, I still don't know after this. It's like, what is AJ Styles' future at WrestleMania? And it's like, I haven't been able to find the cards like where he is, but I did enjoy that he was kind of going at Orton this week because we're also like, I think we're all thinking that's something like, where's the fiend? Like, we're waiting for it because this Orton Alexa stuff is good and I'm loving her little stuff on the Jumbotron. I love the fucking, her activating the cane pyro, but like losing one limb maybe as a subtle shot at AEW or just a mistake. Either way, it was a fucking Grand Slam home run. We had more black goo, but it's just one of those things. It's like, for something that really hasn't advanced like for weeks now, I'm still, like, into it because it's, like, they're finding ways to just, like, keep me, like, looking. And since we're waiting and waiting, like, I don't – it's, like, I'm not getting sick of it. It's just – it's, like, they're building that anticipation more that when they finally do give us the payoff, I think it's going to be really good even if it isn't good. I, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but it does in my head. Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, you made a comment about AJ Styles. The only thing I could think of, realistically, if, if Daniel Bryan isn't in that main event, I feel like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles gets everybody uh, Russell Bone, wrestle bonered up. For I think that's you, you only have a couple more years with either of these guys. You might as well give them 20 minutes and let them do it. I don't know if 20 minutes is going to happen at WrestleMania because it seems like more of a, a Muppet show variety there's two show. Nights. But there's two nights? It is two nights, so you could fit it in. You could, you could fit it in. But we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, I'm looking at the Raw roster, and all I can think about, I looked at literally everything on Raw. I'm like, AJ can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. He ain't going after Riddle. He's done like the other guys, too. He's already done the Jeff Hardys yeah. and like this. So it's like, what? What I one thing, I know, I'm just, I guess, a bonus hope, but it's always one of those things like that I think the, re- the sometimes, because AEW does a lot more, like having these big number one contender matches, why not just have a number one contender match, like interpromotional, whether it's whether that's the ladder match, six men, three from Raw, three from SmackDown, winner gets a title shot of their choice. Sure. Like, 
something like that. It's like I think it's a good way to do with those extra guys who deserve a big match that maybe you don't have the storyline, but it's like it's like okay, AJ Styles is great, Daniel Bryan's great, Kevin Owens is great, Sami Zayn is great, Jeff Hardy jumps off ladders, like throw them all in the bucket and see what you get. You know, I mean to, to add on to that, and I might have been half listening to you, so I apologize if I just reiterated what your idea was. But what if you just sat there and said, okay, look. We're going to give you guys a battle royal or we're going to give you a tournament or something like that, like you just said. But we say to you, okay, you get to pick your WrestleMania moment. You don't get to pick the championships. You don't get to be the part of the WrestleMania. But anybody that's available, you can pick that matchup. And you can have any stipulation you want. And you can have your moment to shine. If you want to have your WrestleMania moment, that's way, that way you just you take some of these people who just clearly get thrown together and some of these crazy moments I think that'd be great because if you make it a WrestleMania moment tournament or something like that, where you get to set your own parameter with the exception of, you know, championships, I think there's that's a real caliber to be like, okay, I want to, I want it like Daniel Bryan, if he won that, he'd be like, I just need to know on the grandest stage of all, can I beat AJ Styles? Like, that'd be fine. You know, like they had a really good showing. I think that'd be good. Got Nestle Winfrey out here. You get a moment. You get a moment. Everyone gets a moment. See, this is why I'm not positive because you always knock me down every single time I try to do something nice. You're just I like. I told you, Oprah. I didn't know calling someone Oprah was you... an insult. Side, 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 uh, sidebar. Did you know that Oprah Winfrey was supposed to be on this birth certificate? Her real name was supposed to be Orpa, and they spelt it wrong, so she's Oprah. I think it worked out well for her. I think she did a pretty good. I don't considering know if Oprah has, has the same win- Oprah Winfrey. Orpa. Yeah, Oprah. Oprah. Orpa. I can't even say it because you say it so much. Yeah. What's Oprah doing nowadays? I feel like I haven't heard from her in a while. She just did a great interview with uh, Harry and Meghan Markle. Hello. Keep up on the... Oh, yeah. Keep up <laughs> on that. That's right up my alley for sure. I really, I really got you're gonna what's going th- on Listen there. to me. You never watch Suits? You're going to say Meghan Markle's never been up your alley? I mean, I, I'm not saying that, but she's taken WrestleMania. That hasn't stopped you before, my friend. Mm, it stops me. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, no, just, way off this track. British, British royalty scene, that's something I've never been able to get into. But a lot of people uh, like it and are into it and obsessed with it. But that's uh, not my jam. All right. Where do we? I don't even know where we are anymore. I'm sorry. Are we in the shine We're in the shine. Um, the rest of it, uh, there were some things that I didn't dislike. There were some things that I kind of liked. But I don't really have any other big hit. Well, actually, I guess we have to. Seamus McIntyre with another fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. You can't. Destruction, murder. Where's yeah. my boy Danny Grimwood? He knows what's up. He knows he likes this. This is this is this is UK hitting. This is hard hitting. It's like if, this is cheese for fast lane. Yeah, this is like this is like if, honest to God, if rugby was part of wrestling, this would be a match every fucking week. Like this is really fun. This is when I was watching it with the kendo sticks and the chairs, and they ended with the stairs. I didn't even mind the crappy stairs ending very much because I was like, okay, at least at least the rest of the match was so good I won't remember this part. So. It was a non-decision. Because it's, it's like, you know what, uh, Drew, we don't want to throw him at Lashley right away. We got to, you know, do something with it. So it's like, well, how do we, we need, we have this pay-per-view. We got to fill a big match from Raw. So, oh, Sheamus, uh, McIntyre, go fight each other. And I didn't know contest. We can do it again. I don't mind it. Like you said, it was in a three-hour show. It's something that I enjoyed that I was watching. I was like, yes, kill each other. Yeah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. So, but it was good. Something else very quickly, I just want to shout out the boys from the New Day wearing the Mortal Kombat stuff, Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero. It was awesome. I just I just love that stuff. The match was fine, comes too. Out, the movie comes out soon, by the way, the Mortal Kombat movie. It does, and I'll probably watch it when I get a free moment. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> my wife and I, and my wife and I, seriously, since having twins, we said to ourselves, we're going to write a, a tell-all book says, the title is, in my free time, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. All the things I'd like to be doing. Because, <laughs> you know, having twins is not, you know... <laughs> Well, it's one of those things. It's like, do I take my four hours of sleep or do I watch this movie? It's awful. Like, I love, I love everything about being a dad. It's the coolest thing ever. It's just, 
you, you don't you don't have a life. You have to you have to sacrifice. And it's to anybody that's a dad out there, my hat's off to you. Uh, I'm wearing a hat. Hold on. My hat is off for you or any parent. Wearing out an there. official jobber knocker hat. That's true, which you cannot buy because Lids is terrible at putting logos on hats, but that's a whole other issue. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into the segment. But anyway, if you're a parent out there, my hat's off to you because being a parent is very difficult. Very difficult and rewarding at the same time. But you don't get a lot of free time. Anyway, something else I wanted to put out here, and this might be on the teeter-totter, JC, for us. Okay. I don't, you don't really have anything specific, I think, left in the, the Not track? really. Like I said, there's some other things that I like, but there's just like not enough that like I care. All right, here we go. This might be a shocker for you. Okay. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Didn't hate Shane and Braun. So the first segment I absolutely loved. I thought it was fucking perfect. I expected that to be the end. The second segment, um, I, I definitely understand what they're trying to get across, but at the same time, um, the way I kind of looked at it is like I also get why everyone was up in arms about it because sometimes it's like you have to make it easier for your audience to understand what they're doing, and I just I don't think it was executed the way that it probably should have been, and I think that's going to happen in a segment where you have Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman, who two are guys that are incredible at a lot of things. But carrying a storyline with promos, neither in that guy's wheelhouse, which, again, is why I think we're very... It's weird, because like when I look at Raw, this is probably one of the things that even the bad parts I'm still enjoying, because there's something about it that is so unique and weird that, again, for me, this is one of those teeter-totters I was referencing where it's like, there are parts of it I really like, but there's other parts of it where I'm just like... It leaps the dolphin, I know. Yeah, so it's tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear your take. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. First first one was great. I apologize, left. And here's here's the part where I thought that everybody needs to really focus on. And again, no one's going to listen to me anyway, but I'm going to say my whole spiel. <laughs> so this is this is for our boy Ray Ray, who's been a Shane supporter since he sweat back a couple years ago, you know, because he sweats every single time he comes out. Every single time. I don't know why, but Shane is a sweat man. Maybe he needs to go to a doctor for this. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sweater too. Not as much as Shane, but I sweat. No, I, I mean, sweat very, I'm sweating right now. Well, listen, we're in the heat, so, right, I guess, for you? So you can heat Yeah, I guess. Phew, why not? Well, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to defend myself here because I, I the first segment was great with the apology, but he stopped, and he wanted to say something, and then they had a backstage segment where Sarah was, you know, looking and, and saying stuff and saying whatever she needed to do, as, as Nate would say, uh, looking in the way only she could look, and then she says her thing, and he kind of goes, I want to say it, I'm not going to say it, I'm going to walk away, which then baited into the second part where, you know, our boy. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. We share a name, and that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, Mr. On My Egghead Pierce, every single time on my television, uh, just Egghead Pierce is out there saying, go get, I'll, I'll go, I'll go get Braun boss, you know, and then he goes and gets Braun and whatever. And then they come out there and he, you know, does this whole like, whatever segment. So there's, there's, there's what, four or five segments in this whole thing all together. That's a lot of segments, as you said, too many. And this lot, the lot, the one out there just. I, I know he was trying to bait him because right. like the whole point with Braun is you're trying to piss him off sure. and bait him and doing something stupid. But it just for me, the reason why I understand people's criticism is it took them way too long to get there. Like the end you finally got there, but it was just like Shane wasn't making any sense, which I get part of it is by design, but it was also one of those that's like since it's Shane McMahon and he struggles with this kind of stuff anyways, it just it kind of perpetuated people being like, what the fuck's so, going on? So let's let, let, let's expound upon that for a second because, honestly, I think that's why I didn't mind the promo so much. I didn't love it because, honestly, I didn't watch it live, so I don't get the same reaction as everybody else. I did fast-forward to a lot, you know, different things I have to watch. But I, once you guys started talking about it, it was, like, it was like almost like an hour, 45 minutes into it. I'm like, 
oh god, this is gonna be so like scrumptious for me to talk about with JC. Your expectation yeah. bar was, and was changed. Very yeah. high, and so I, 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 you know, I wish I could turn my noties off, but I can't. Like it's just something I need to have. I get it. It's a drug. Yeah. I'm the so, same way. <laughs> uh, but I can't. The noties have to be on. But uh, I just, I was so, I was watching it, and all I could think about was. I don't hate it for this very reason. And you said it here, JC. You said it's by design. Here's what I'm thinking. I don't necessarily think he forgot his lines. I think that it was partially, maybe he did, but partially, I'd like to think, and this is why I thought it was an okay segment. He got out there, he said it, and by aggravating us, by being like, spit it out, spit it out, spit it out, not only did we get angry at him, because we all love Shane McMahon. We're waiting for the kaboom of the week at WrestleMania. We just know. Other than that, no fucking matter what he does. We hate him because he was on our television too much. So, which beside the point, I don't know why you're on this Adam Pierce train if Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce are on our televisions too much. But that's beside the point. Because I think Adam Pierce is good in his role. Anyway, let's get back to the point that matter. This is what I'm trying to say. He, in, in change of us, like, you know, being, like, happy or sad when we see Shane... When he got out there and he started pissing us off as a crowd, like he, you can't see the crowd getting pissed off. If that was in front of a crowd, people would, the boo birds would be out. They'd say, get it out. They'd start making fun of him, blah, 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 blah. He took their time. He, he got to a point where like viscerally, everybody felt like he either screwed up or he got upset. And now that, that portion of anger got put on Shane McMahon. And now you want to see him get his ass kicked. And at the same time, you kind of made Braun kind of more sympathetic in a way that like Braun can't do. So I didn't actually mind it because at the end of it, he was like, duh, stupid, and then he ran, which honestly was what we were waiting for anyway. Yes, it was kind of like trudging through the mud, and it didn't really make, like, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a smooth transition. It wasn't like a square peg and a square hole kind of thing. It was kind of a, you know, a, it was just not the right fit, so to speak. <laughs> but, like, sometimes it works. So for me, I just, I didn't mind it as much. The The, the promo after it, where he... Saw the car and ran the other way, and he went so stupid. I thought saved the whole thing. That yeah, no, actually, that was a, that was great. Because when you were saying that, I was like, oh my god, I just thought of something. Since uh, Big Show took his toy and went to AEW, yep. does that mean uh, we got well? It's the Big Braun. With every few months, he goes heel face, heel, heel face, face, heel face, yeah. heel face. So when he said that's all I could think of, I was like, oh my god, Braun is Big Show. Yeah, he will be. He but way cooler. No, way cooler. Way cooler. Way cooler. Probably won't make as much money as a Big Show, but still really cool. Anyway, something else. Something else that really just that just thought of me, like because you brought up Big Show and Shane, and they had that amazing feud way, way, way back in the early two thousands. The one thing I could think about was they're gonna replay this entire feud with Braun and have Shane go, which way did he go? Which way did he go? I will, I will, I will die laughing if that happens. So honestly, we're spending way too much time on Braun and Shane, but again, because it was a talking point, whether it was good or not, you had us talking about it. And again, as you've talked about on this program and you've smartened me up, JC, in a number of conversations we've had, whether it's good, bad, indifferent. We're talking about it, so they must have done it correctly. And sometimes it's not for us, so we gotta really rein it in there. Cause I, we we will, for Ray's point, I will say for Ray in general, cause I I want to put Ray on full blast all the time, and Ray talks all much positive, <laughs> but I can't because honestly, you have to you have to call yourself on the carpet here. It really wasn't that bad, and I'm gonna give Ray a pass honestly because he's been a Shane supporter since the end of the day. But JC and I want to want to fire like all cylinders onto Shane, but we can't. I don't think it's responsible. I don't. Braun's going to do that for us. I mean, that, I think that's the one thing for me where it's like, I, I can recognize that it's a lot of it is really bad, but at the same time, like my excitement level for Braun getting his hands on Shane, like is very high. Like if, 
if I'm like power ranking right now, things I'm looking for at WrestleMania, it was like, this is high on the list just because I do want to see it. So it's one of those things. It's like you said, it's like, it's a big feature on raw right now. And it's like that for a reason, because it's something that is so unique to itself where it isn't just like a wrestling match or a title match or just something like this is something in its own stratosphere of being unique. And that's the kind of stuff I get excited for. So here we are. I, I, I don't doubt it. Actually, I would love, not that I'm putting you on the spot here, but I would love to see a Power Rankings JC for WrestleMania. I need, I need more matches first. We yeah. got what are you excited about? So what are you excited about? You know, that's... Yeah. A, I, but this, I, this, honestly, this is high on the list, but we got a long way to go. But as we get closer, yeah, I will do my best to get that out. But looking at the Celtics schedule, uh, we'll see what happens. But, I will uh, say this much, very much so. If they, don't have a, if they don't have a plot in the match where Braun somehow outsmarts Shane to, for the big kaboom, they're missing the point. Like that's what I would want to see him using Braun using his intelligence to outsmart Shane. That's all you need to do. Yep. All right, moving on. We're in the heat. We're actually we're in the heat now because that was the weirdest way for us to ever start the heat. Because for something that like was half heat, half positive, we really I think focused on the positive. But that's how it is. Uh, Where would you like to start? Oh my God, there's so much. Uh, Let me. That's quite a bit. I I I don't know if I should just fast. Like right yeah, through go it. through it. I'll stop you if I need to, but there's a lot of it I really don't have much to say because it is what it is. Uh, just it, more tag team things that don't matter. Uh, Montez Ford, jobber alert for end of days, which, again, it is what it is, but I don't understand. Protected. Protected, but great, wonderful. Then Sammy, three seconds later, loses to Dawkins, which is, again, 50-50 booking as we've talked about. Who cares? By the way, special shout-out to Blake Christ- Christian. Super indie standout. Amazing. He's Sammy's camera guy for the second or third week in a row. Keep your eye on him. I don't know if you're watching 205 Live, but he probably will pop up there at some point. Chad Gable, jobber alert with uh, your boy Dominic, who won, which I, I thought it was fun for the few minutes it had. Three minutes or less, I'm telling you. It's yeah, just all over the goddamn fine. place. Which, again, competitive matches, I w- here's the thing. I don't mind if Dominic wins. I'd rather it not be three minutes or less, though. I really yeah, wouldn't. No, I think these two deserved more, and I think we'll get it, but it just, yeah, I agree. Moving on to something we may expound upon, but I don't know if we really want to. Bianca versus Shayna, a whole lot of gaga there. And then Reggie somehow gets pushed into ping pong. Like, he just was a pinball machine. He just fell off the Sasha. Then he went to Nia. Then he drunk. And it, just, it didn't make any damn sense. And, of course, we talk about it later with the whole, like, he's getting rejected by Carmella. He gets rejected by Sasha. And then now he says he's pretty cute. I think there's more in there. I'll tell you where it is a little bit later on the program. But Reggie is the whole reason the women's division is even talked about half the time, which I think yes, is ridiculous. No, I- it's ridiculous. He's the he's the story. He's the centerpiece of this storyline and the interesting part to get us in this fucking rerun of a match at Fastlane. But I will say this because I do think it's remiss if we don't point out for someone who we kind of like the expectations are high and it short sort of showed me her growth. What I really appreciated from Bianca in this match was after the match, the ref went to raise her arm. That uh, uh, what's her name? Shayna was working on all match and Bianca wouldn't let her because she was really selling it. So it's something, these are the things I'm looking for in Bianca as she gets more experience is to let veteran savvy of really selling an injury. And so I just wanted to point that out. And your favorite tag team, Natty and Tamina, very upset backstage. They're not even part of any conversation against whatever is what it is. I didn't really like Ding Dong Hello because it didn't make a lot of sense this week. So you can talk didn't about Didn't do much. Didn't do anything. <laughs> she just got upset over a mean tweet, which is ridiculous, but whatever. And then, of course, we can talk about a cage match that happened. It is what it is, but the cage match itself is, you know, a cage match. It's, you it was a device they used. It was effective. It got a story one to go, whatever. Nothing I don't really have much to expand upon it. It's just not, like these are the things that I'm looking at going. SmackDown didn't really do a bad job. They didn't do a good job either. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, moving on to Raw, where everybody doesn't watch three hours, so we're going to move on to something that nobody else. I will say this much. I really just – something about the setup with – I don't even know exactly how I want to say this, but having the setup with Dana Brooke and Mandy backstage with Charlotte, where it was just like 
You got five weeks. Prove it. All I could think about was Charlotte's going to put them in a handicap match and beat both of them. I'm going to be very upset when this I, happens. I, the, all I could think of, and I think um, it's something else we can talk about here, is with Peyton Royce cutting a super hot fire promo on Raw Talk. I uh, quote tweeted it if you guys want to watch it. It's probably her best promo of all time. I think at Fastlane, and it's something they should do, especially with Asuka out, is they're going to have some sort of multi-woman number one contender match, and Charlotte's probably going to win it. But it's just one of those things. I think they're going to look at it like they know that they're underutilizing women on Raw, and I think they know it. So it's like, okay, let's put Mandy and Dana in a segment with Charlotte. But I think it's one of those things. Let's like get Peyton Royce in there and whoever else. Let's have a number one contender match at Fastlane. Charlotte's going to win it anyways because Charlotte Oscar. That seems to be the WrestleMania thing. But that's was my takeaway from it. But it's just one of those things. It's like Charlotte and a Charlotte man. There ain't no stopping that train. Shovel. I was going to shovel. You know, they just <laughs> shovelers just shovel, baby. Hey, Vince was like, you know what Vince said, though? The reason why Peyton was in that promo, if I'm going to have to do a promo with a bunch of women, blonde, 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 baby. <laughs> did, she, did she do the voice? That would have been funnier if she did the voice with the Australian accent. Like, blonde, blonde. I can't, I can't even blonde, do it. I can't blonde, do it blonde. I can't do it either. But Peyton, that, I, I can't recommend watching that promo enough because, like, I think pretty much anyone who's seen Peyton Royce is a Peyton Royce fan. And it was just like, I felt it. So I hope she gets some momentum from it. Yeah, I, it is what it is, I guess. I, and the same aspect of it, I, whatever. And so finally, Lana and Naomi and against Shania Payne with Reggie, which, uh, you know. Reginald I, I, is bigger than the Bram it's, split, baby. It's, Reginald is just, he is the conduit, which is terrible. Just fucking terrible at this point. And again. Great, though. He, he's so that's not, why I can't. He's not, it's one of those things that's like it's bad, but at the same time, like. I enjoy him so much that I'm just like I'm watching it without hating it. He's not eating up the scenery. He's not taking over the show or anything. It's just, it's such a weird dynamic, and I'll talk about it very specifically. But I just, I don't know, man. Like I just, I'm looking at what I wrote in my notes. I'm not seeing a lot of love for the women. Like I'm just not. The WWE sometimes very, very, very much struggles with how to write women's storylines. And I think it's one of those things It's like we've seen it in TV and movies for as ever we can remember. It's like they always they don't know how to write people. A lot of people struggle with writing female leads for whatever the reason. And obviously, when you have a women's division. So the easy way out was to kind of, you know, we saw it in the past. They've used Ellsworth as a device like in the women's division. It's just, it's, they don't always let them stand alone unless if it writes itself, whether it's a Becky Lynch or a Sasha, like the big stars. They don't know how to do it really without them sometimes or like something like this with Sasha and Bianca, like maybe they're trying to save the best stuff. But yeah, no, I, I think I know where you're going and I think I'm going to agree with it to a degree, but at the same time, it's hard for me because I, I don't blame Reginald for it. I think no. he's done his job, but it's, I do agree that they need to let these women stand on their own sometimes. And the writing always doesn't allow them to do that. But then again, we could say this about some of the men's divisions, like the tag team divisions too. I think get a lot of it too. I just, I think it's one of those things that when, they're using all their best bullets on certain storylines. I feel like they don't always use it on the woman, which is a huge disservice. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the UFC, it's never tag team UFC. You know, UFC, it's just it's one on ones. There's no triple threats and stuff. Like you can't sell it that way. So, I understand when I'm looking at a lot of my notes, the tag team division is seen in a weird way. The women's division is seen in a weird way, although it shouldn't be. Like the women's tag division yeah. is kind of on television, and I think it should be the reverse. Like, I don't know, but we'll find out too. We'll find out how they they, they deal with it. I think it's gonna be a uh, it's going to be one of those things where they put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole and then they don't necessarily figure it out. So it is what it is. Uh, I don't necessarily have anything else on my plate here in the heat because I thought it's just there's a lot to talk about. Um, I did want a special shout-out, though. This is kind of like a in purgatory this category. 
the scooter of Matt Riddle and against uh, <laughs> so good. And uh, that whole thing was great. And then of course, um, I thought honestly, maybe it might be the third third best match of the week. But I was surprised by it. Riddle versus Slapjack was re- like a just coming out party for Slapjack, even though he's wearing a damn mask. Obviously, I've been a big fan of Shane Thorne for a very long time. But you get reminded, like we talk about this all the time about the roller coaster of a character. You just you get reminded sometimes of like, oh, that guy is really good, or that woman is really good, and you fall back in love with them, and then you get hurt every time they break your heart when they don't get on television. So, yeah, he's he's a workhorse. I don't know if he's ever going to be someone who's a featured guy, but I I think that this stable is beneficial for a guy like him because he's a guy that, like you said, he can throw out there with anyone. He'll have a good match, and when you match him up with a guy like Riddle, it can really, really, really be some magic. So yeah, no shout out Slapjack. Okay. Hope time? Glorious! You're my only hope. Would you like to go or would you like me to go? I can go if you like, considering I tease it a couple times. So here's my hope. Um, I, I, I don't like this in my mind, but I feel as if this is a hope that will be put into situations of, the, of real life and actually be applied. So I want to be right instead of what I want to do. So I'm thinking a lot about this Sasha, Carmella, Bianca, Reggie, Nia Jax, and of course, our favorite uh, Shayna. So, I think that that fast lane is going to happen in one reason and one reason only. Reginald is in that matchup specifically. He's there on Nia's side to help Sasha win those tag titles. And I am going to be very upset with that on a personal level. But my hope here is by getting that on them, then you get Nia upset again. And then, of course, somehow, someway on a SmackDown or a Raw, we'll get the tag titles off of them very quickly for some other reason. But I think by having Reginald, unfortunately, help her, she eventually, somehow, someway, wants Reginald to be her sommelier. And then, of course, Sasha with the sommelier is way better, in my opinion, because I think having her with, a, with a, an entourage, I think that fits the boss, uh, the boss, excuse me, Bosch is a lot better on Amazon Prime. But the boss with an entourage, to me, screams amazing. I think having the boss elevate everybody, she's not going to be the head of the table, but she's going to be very specific here. I wouldn't mind having the boss have an entire stable with Reginald as her little, you know, henchman. I think that that would be cool, especially if she becomes a full-fledged deal, which is what we all pray for because Bianca's just... She is super hot fire white baby face when she needs to be. She is unbelievable. Like, gee golly gosh, I'm going to do the best I can. And, you know, I just I, I just see the break, the, you know, the schism, so to speak, when it comes to WrestleMania. And I just hope that uh, having the boss with Reggie and everybody else, I think you could have a women's tag team. You could even have a, a, a man in there. But I think having, like, a stable of women, if it's not going to be the four horsewomen, I think that Sasha could lead a whole stable and elevate a lot of the people that need it, especially women's tag division. I think that she could really help that as well. That's my hope. Hashtag yeah, no. Nestle's come true. And oh, I definitely come true, agree with that. So when I, the way I looked at this fast lane match is like that. I think it's more going to be like Reginald is going to be the reason why they don't win the titles. Um, but at the same time, I also think that Sasha's going to use him to turn on Bianca. Cause I think, I mean, I think it's the worst kept secret. It's like, somebody's flipping the switch here and we don't think it's going to be Bianca, that it's going to be Sasha. So, and I agree with you. I've been hoping for it all on, like get Reggie and Sasha together. So I like the idea. I'm curious to see who else could maybe fill out the uh, stable. The other thing that like kind of got me excited, but at the same time, I don't think it works for a bunch of reasons, but like, you know, Bobby Lash has been teasing a female member of the Hurt Business. Man, Sasha as part of their like thing would be great. They're obviously on different shows and she doesn't need it, but, 
that would be cool to have the boss be part of the hurt business. But I, that's just like a whole separate thing, like maybe down the line, you know, but it's something that popped into my head. But I think in the short term, I agree. Reggie and Sasha put them at the hip. I think that's how you get the flames to mania. So let's go. Speaking of flames, WrestleMania, I got a hope. And it's also on SmackDown. And it's about a man who used to fight a lot with the hurt business, but now he has embraced his Nigerian heritage and royalty. He had a, you talk about entourages. He had an entourage this week. He had soldiers with him. I love the fucking, the towel with the green. It just like everything about Apollo Crews. I am eating up. This is the thing earlier when I like hesitated that I was going to bring up, but I wanted to save it here because I'm watching this and it's just like, man, I've been long saying how I want Biggie to be a superstar and get to the next level. But sometimes when you're doing that, it turns out that by building him up, he also brought someone with him and like gave them a push that they needed. Biggie has been the perfect guy to bring this out of Apollo Cruz. But now Apollo's here. And someone's gonna beat Biggie. And I think it should be Apollo. And I think this gimmick is perfect. And I say strike while the iron is hot. Let him win that Intercontinental Championship, whether it's at Fastlane, whether it's on SmackDown, whether it's WrestleMania. I think it's time for Apollo Crews. Like, yes, he's had the mid-card title before, but as a heel, having this guy with that title, I think he can elevate the title with him. I think it could be exciting part of that division where, you know, obviously you already have the Roman Reigns and the edges looming on SmackDown, but I think we agree. Apollo's been one of our favorite things the last couple weeks, and I just think this is something that happened where, they took a chance on it with him, and he's hit a home run. So my hope is that Apollo Crews wins that IC championship. And to expound upon it, I hope he holds that thing for a long, long time because I think he has a lot of good work ahead of him. I think it should be as a champion. So that's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hope come true. Hashtag Apollo! Thank God that you overmodulated away from the camera. Appreciate that. So even if I go like this or like this, you're gonna get it. X gonna give it to you. What? Sure, that's a thing. Anyway, I want I want to throw this up. I want to throw this out. This might be not any way to create a correlation here in any way, but just because Vince McMahon doesn't keep up with pop culture, I find this very fascinating at all. Like, just has nothing. Like, Apollo becomes this new character the same time Coming to America comes out. It's interesting to me because I feel like he would be like, what's 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 hot now? And, and he'd have like all these guys being like, well, here's coming up in this movie. So that, I don't think that's the case, but you never know the way these people There's write. There's a lot of writers in that room and like their job is to bring ideas. So you never know. They could have been inspired from it and Vince latched onto it. Maybe. You know, you could be on something. I mean, I just. I didn't correlate that, but that's a good correlation. It's a pop culture reference right now. So I just, I, I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, obviously they're used in different tones. It doesn't really correlate in that way, yeah. but. That's it's, true. It, you know, and people are probably going to boo Eddie Murphy. They're not going to boo. Well, they'll boo Apollo for a different reason. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, that was just my thought. Anyway, I believe it's now time for the comeback. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for many years. And that is, I'm giving it to my guy. My guy. I'm a peep. I'm a peep, baby. Christian. It was, this is one of those things where they obviously, we got the thing in the rumble with Edge. And it was like, oh, it was so cool. But Edge is at a level where he's already in the main event. If Christian came back to WWE, he would have been probably a lapdog for Edge or the guy who just kind of takes all the pins. So you know what he did, Christian did? He feels like he has more left in the tank. He has more left to give. So AEW, they took a chance on him and they said, we're going to let you be you. 
And, you know, obviously, like, it was a pretty bad kept secret because I think a lot of people were thinking Christian was at the top of the list of the surprise guy at Revolution. Um, so, you know, whatever. And they, it wasn't, like, the greatest way they did it or whatever. And Big Show presented – or Paul White presented it the way he did. It kind of gave it away a little. But I tell you what did get my, my uh, full chub was hearing his old music from TNA, them getting the rights to that. That's pretty cool. But uh, I'm I'm very curious to see how he does, see what Christian's still got left because, you know – He's not a geriatric jobber, WrestleMania. We were talking before. You were trying to say the man's only 47. So assuming he really is injury-free, I do think he has a few more years or something left to give. It could be wrong, but I'm willing to give Christian Cage that opportunity because it's a pretty bad-kept secret how big of a Christian fan I am. So I'm happy for him. I'm excited to see what they do for him. I don't think he's just – maybe he's a TNT champion. I don't know if he's going to get their world title. But I think he can give a lot in the ring – to some of the younger guys and actually perform to elevate certain things. But here's the thing about AEW. They got a lot of guys too. So it'll be interesting, but nonetheless, he's my guy. He gets my comeback. I just, I, I, I do love Christian. Don't get me wrong. When he left WWE to go to TNA, I, I, I exploded when he was, he won against the, you know, Jeff Jarrett, who cares in TNA to win that <laughs> championship. Cause I knew how big of a moment it was for him. Yeah. So I've always been a big guy for Christian. I love him. I think he's great. Um, he just, just from the things that I've interacted with other people that have actually met him and talked to him and, and they've said such a great, what a great guy he is. So I don't have anything wrong with that comeback. I just, I know you already there said it. Go. I just don't know how many more people they're going to load front load in here because I feel as if you can give a face of the revolution ladder match for all these amazing studs you got, but then you have the big shows, the stings, the Christians, yeah. The Moxleys, you get you get front loaded up see, top, and I'm worried that they don't. We talked about this. They don't go up and down. They stay up top for a reason, and so I know they're gonna help. But you're gonna tell me a lot of these guys are gonna be like, you know what? I want to put over a, a you know a fresh new face on AEW. I think Christian, Christian might be like May, I, I, anyone. May. The way that he's always carried himself, and like he always has been that type of guy. But I also think it's like he's obviously going to get some wins too mm-hmm. because I don't – it's one of those things if like if Christian didn't have that debilitating injury, he could still be going and we might consider him even higher on the echelon. But we just – we obviously haven't seen it in a long time because he's been hurt. But when he was doing it, we agree he was probably one of the most underrated guys there was and like that Randy Orton feud really showed us his type of potential and like the level he could go at. So it's – I think he does have some years left. I don't think it's like a 10-year plan. Um, I think the what his body's been through, like it's one of those things. It's just like with Edge. Like I think we have three to four years here. We can maximize it, and I think he has a better chance of really showing it and giving more in AEW than he does in WWE. But hey, we'll see. Like you did mention, they do have a lot of guys. But I will say the one thing AEW has going for them is they do a good job working different guys in because, like, there are some people who are on almost every week. But like, there'll be like two weeks where you don't see someone because they kind of space it out. Like them and NXT do that differently. So. And who knows what this new show is going to be like if it's if it does have more chances for other feuds. But I'm excited for it because I think there's potential. Anyway, speaking of potential, my comeback this week goes to Buddy, my Murphy? buddy, my buddy Murphy. I just I just can't for the life of me understand why he's still the best kept secret again. I just he came out. He did the whole promo with Seth, where Seth was wearing you know the the five cent suit, whatever it was, with no with no shirt on. And he's like, I loved it. You, you got to have a problem. I he, loved was, it. he was just like, do you need any help? And he's like, get the hell off of my set. I thought that was great. 
Having Seth talk about Cesaro and it completely ignoring Buddy during the entire match was very telling. Um, we know where we're headed, obviously. But I thought that Buddy did a great job and reminded me he just he flew over that top rope because he got so amped up, you could tell. I just love Buddy Murphy. I, I want the world for him. Uh, I think an Intercontinental Championship is not terribly out of his realm. I think someday. But just, you get, again, we talked about this earlier. You get reminded of how good these, like the starts and the stops, the starts and the stops. Yep. And you're hoping and praying that just because he had a stop and that was probably the hottest he was going to be, uh, with the exception of when he was tagging up with Bliss and, and uh, the other guy. But, uh, you know, I think this is, I'm hoping that they they gave enough time for him. I'm hoping that this is a new way to introduce him and maybe get something out of it because I just I like the guy. I want to I want to root for him, and I'm just so yep. excited to see him back on my television. So he gets my comeback. I like it. I like it because the COVID really delayed that storyline and the career for people on the other side of some of that storyline. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see if they just stick him back with Seth. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta you gotta go backwards to go forward. So I'm with you. But WrestleMania, should we finish up? I think it's time to finish, and like you said, you got to finish strong because sometimes you don't want to have a, a sparkler. And we're finishing strong, baby, because we're going to hit on the two title matches in NXT. They have two surprises, apparently, too. We're going to hit on Raw also having two championship matches. I honestly don't know what's on SmackDown or AEW this week, so sorry. But uh, first off, you know, hit us up at the Five Stars Five Flames on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else we are. Because um, if you're listening, you're probably there. But you know what? You should hit up all our platforms and do it like the YouTubes, like the Google Plays, like the Anchors, like the Stitchers, like the Spotify's, like the Amazons. Hit it up. Give us those rankings and reviews, ratings and reviews, excuse me. We appreciate Jabbernock.com. Like, we've, we pumped up our boys Tuesday's Impact with our boy Dom. Wednesdays, you got the Joe Stopper and TJ doing AEW and NXT, respectively. We got our boy SSJ Pegasus on the weekends hitting you up with that sweet, sweet New Japan and also everything else we're on. We're getting into WrestleMania season, WrestleMania, so you need to be glued to Jabbernock.com. But Twitter, all the handles in the description, Facebook, Instagram, follow us. Tweeted us, Facebook us, Insta us, all that jazz and razzmatazz. So what do you want to talk about first? Uh, let's hit up NXT because that's coming up on Wednesday. And uh, Finn Balor and Adam Cole are battling for the NXT title as well as Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's title. Are these retain a mania in WrestleMania? And what's your hype meter for these matches? I'm more excited for Io. Anytime I see Io, I think that she is – She here's the thing. I could set the bar awfully high. I still think she backflips over it. I don't know how yep. this woman does it, but she does it. I love this that for woman. me. This is like one of those things, like where if like two years ago we're booking dream matches, like th these are two of my favorite women in EO and Tony, two of my favorite performers. Period. Um, so yeah, I am hyped for this match, and that's the many. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going out on a limb. Tony Stark wins the title. I don't think it's gonna happen because I think it's perfect for Raquel. But if one of these two is changing hands. This is the one, but either way, this is going to be an absolute banner. I hope it kicks off the show because guess what? You're going to get those AEW people flipping over to NXT to watch these two. It's true. I mean, she's got the best best thighs in the business, so I mean, you can't really stop that. I mean, honestly, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me not, besides Randy Orton, me besides Randy Orton, who has better thighs? Just saying. Oh man, ah, that's a best tough quads choice. in the business. There's a lot of there's a lot of yummy thigh meat on both of them, people. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Also on AEW, just want to throw this out here. Britt Baker and uh, Maki Aito and Nyla Rose are taking on Shida, uh, Rio, and not the Rio that you like, the other Rio, 
and Thunder Rosa in a six-woman tag. I couldn't yeah. care less about this matchup so this, in this my was life. Why we didn't talk about this on Revolution, but they pretty much used that title match to set up this match, and I was just like, <sighs> but hey, I will say uh, one of my favorite parts of Revolution was on the buy-in show, which everyone could watch on YouTube. Britt Baker's a fucking stud. Britt Baker is a fucking stud. Love her. But no, so many. We didn't even talk about it. Balor and Cole for the NXT title. Balor and Cole. Uh, my hat meter's is not... Is this it for Adam Cole in NXT? I don't think Because it sure so. feels like it could be if he loses. I just think there's a lot more to do with Kyle. You know, I just... I don't see it happening. I just... He doesn't. He doesn't. And I'm hoping, hoping I'm giving him the reverse curse on this one. I don't see him ever leaving. I really don't. And I think that him and Kyle have got a huge feud ahead of them. I think TJ that would agree. Sounds with him like there. a WrestleMania level NXT takeover. I think. WrestleMania feud, I think that, that to me, I'm more excited to see Finn Balor lose to somebody else than I would be Adam Cole because Adam Cole's already been there, and I want Kyle O'Reilly to just squash. Adam Cole in some way, because I think that that's what they need to do. Because in order to make, you got to make a new star to beat a new star. You know, you you got to you got to continue to do stuff like that. If you don't make new stars, you can't beat stars. So, I just love that stuff, and I think that it's important for Adam Cole to give back as much as he can because he's already at a point where he, he I think he's in NXT terms, and this is where you know TJ is going to give me shit, and I don't really care. I think out of anything in NXT, if there is ever an HBK level performer, I believe it's Adam Cole. Oh, where, 100%. Where he could lose, I won't care. I'll still watch him. Panama Sunset, all over the goddamn place. Do not care. We'll watch him forever. Agreed. He's he's probably one of my favorite wrestlers, period. Period. And that's why I want the world for him. But yeah, I think I do think these two will deliver because I think Finn's on a great run right now. But WrestleMania, Raw has a U.S. title match and a tag team title match. Ali's getting a shot at Riddle for the United States Championship. How much Smaz is going to be in this match, baby? See, I'm teetering on it because I was wondering to myself, and I said, hey, self, do you think Ali's going to win this? Because Ali with a United States championship would be a lot more fun. I think that's a WrestleMania moment, but I don't think it's happening right now. But the other thing, too, is, and this is just this is not specifically because of Reckoning, but, I mean, who who wears heels in a heel? Like, I don't know. The heels and the mask don't, don't, don't work with me. Like, just, it doesn't. It's like, what are you? What are you supposed to be? Like... I mean, if she used them as a weapon, it could be a smudge. Sure, but is she going to stab somebody? No, that's not going to happen in the WWE. She's not going to use her heels to stab somebody in the eye. Never. Maybe they did she an should. Eye match. It would be great, but Reckoning's not on wrestling for a reason, folks. Reckoning Xavier Woods, main event WrestleMania, eye versus eye match. It's true. There it is, WrestleMania booking. I, yeah, this is the best case scenario. So I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I want Don't Ali be a coward. Win. Pick him to win the title. No, Ali's winning at WrestleMania. He ain't winning t- no, next Monday. Yeah, he, at WrestleMania is going to be like a 10-man fucking match probably. I think, but. unfortunately, he has to lose the weight of all of uh, retribution for him to win a United States championship, unfortunately. So we're going to be waiting a couple weeks where, where Riddle beats all five of them or whatever. And then, of course. Here we go again. Yeah, yep. The gauntlet of retribution. The retribution pre or whatever. Like It's like Mario Kart, man. You got to win like five times to get the gold coin. It's bad. <sighs> uh, retribution. They elevated the New Day to getting tag team title opportunities next week against the Hurt Business. Does the Sheltie Cedric stuff overblow and New Day actually beat these guys? Well, they stopped They stopped caring about the Sheltie stuff. And then this other but you stuff. know that's probably for a reason because they're going to bust it out when they lose. You know how WWE New is. Day, listen, New Day should be because I think that the Street Profits are going to win at WrestleMania. New Day has to go into WrestleMania. I'll pick the New Day. Interesting. Okay, because, that's listen, interesting. Here's, here's, here's my only thing. And it has nothing against Sheltie and, and Cedric. It has nothing against them because I thought they've been doing a great job. They love them some New Day. 
and they love yeah, parading out New should. Day for the media. So I mean, I I just see that happening specifically for for the Mania March, so to speak. It'll be. It's certainly, I think, something under consideration. But then you get to the point where it's like, okay, well then, where do they go from there? I think this is just one of those things. This will probably end up being a fast lane title match, which honestly, both of these might be because I believe it's a week from Sunday. So that means next week, uh, you got to start booking matches pretty quick for this pay per view. So I think that's a uh, problem. You know what? It, you know what it sounds like. This sucks to say, but this actually feels like for me sometimes that mania is the equivalent of prom when you're not popular. It's like I got nothing to do. You got nothing to do. You want to go to WrestleMania together? Like that's how it feels sometimes. Hey, you it know, really that's does. unfortunately the nature of the beast. You know, the the top people get to pick their dance partners. The rest, you know, they just like hey, they get you scraps. Look, you they, they, okay. you you, you, uh... you look serviceable for the night. Let's go to prom. Yeah. Let's go to I'll WrestleMania. Take you for a ride. You'll yeah. give me a three star match in the Tokyo Dome. Let's have a wrestling match. And maybe we'll have uh, some fun hey, after but here's, here's the beauty of that, WrestleMania. All your prom date, you got to do is get in the door, take a picture, and then you just, you know, shine on your own, baby. So, <laughs> there you go. Hit that dance floor. I don't even know what you're singing or dancing to. Thriller? Well, whatever your key was, it was completely off. Thriller. There you go. I just got a glimpse of high school JC very quickly. God. <laughs> You're probably a stud in high school. Anyway, I think yeah. is there anything else that you want to talk about? We're good? I don't know. Is there anything we should talk about? Did no, I, miss I mean, I know. feel like I, I I mean, unless there's stuff on SmackDown I just missed. We've, which is we've, very, very possible. We've exhausted a lot of our options. We've gone the hour. We're minute men. We're doing Much an hour. like getting ready for prom. Exhausted all the options. You got what you got, you just gotta go now. I was gonna label You're this stuck with us. I was gonna I was gonna label this entire episode uh the sparkler, but now I might label it prom because you know, it just seems funnier. But anyway, from anyway, I think that's pretty much everything. We will be back next week with some more Jobber Knockery. Ding dong. Hello.